Well, hey there, we are kicking off a new series today, and I want to invite you into this journey over these next few weeks as we rediscover what it means to thrive, that we have been made to thrive. You were made to thrive. Of course, that's the name of our church, but I think it's important that we revisit this from time to time. And really, it felt like the Lord is leading us into a season where we would look at what it means to remember what it means to thrive in Christ. That is what we are all about. You saw this morning the opening sequence uh, coming into the service, uh, that video that started out black and white and then moved into uh, color. There was the explosion of color and flowers blooming and uh, the sound that ramped up. And you know, what's amazing is, is that years and years ago, over a century ago, uh, the, the video camera, or the film camera rather was invented and moving pictures were invented and someone decided, hey, we can make, we can make movies, we can entertain people this way. And if you look at the progression of the movie industry over the last hundred years, it's amazing to see what has, what has been developed. Uh, the, the addition, of course, of sound and color to movies, to those moving pictures, as they used to call them, uh, has revolutionized and changed the movie-going experience. They become so much more of an immersive experience. And I, I love I love going to the movies. I enjoy watching movies. Um, in fact, here's what I'd like you to do. If you, if you enjoy movie watching, why don't you post right now in the chat and let us know what your favorite movie is, your favorite movie of all time. I love kind of the, the epic movies like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Those are a couple of my favorites. Um, it'd be hard maybe to even drill down and select one, one movie. Um, but we know this, like when you go to the movie theater, the experience has changed even over my lifetime. I know from when I was a kid and first started going to movies as a kid to what it is now that the, the sound and the quality of the picture and the color has has just progressed and the technology has advanced so much so that you just feel like you're fully immersed in that environment. Like I said, early movies were in black and white. They didn't have sound. You would have gone to a, a hall or a place where the projector would have been set up and, you know, like those old Charlie Chaplin movies and, and you would have seen the people going back and forth on screen and maybe the dialogue would have popped up in a little bubble where you would read it and then they would keep going. And sometimes there was someone playing the piano, cre creating that atmosphere for the music. Uh, it was in 1927, actually, that the very first full-length feature film that featured a soundtrack that featured dialogue from from the actors on on screen uh, that that could be heard by the audience. There's a movie called The Jazz Singer that came out in 1927, and really since then, movies have included not just the dialogue but also the background movie, uh, background music, and then uh, sound effects and all of the other things. Those layers upon layers of sound that go into making that movie experience. It wasn't until a number of years later, though, a couple of decades, a few decades later, that color really became a regular part of the movie-going experience. Experiments were done with color uh, as early as the, the early 1900s and even the late 1800s, uh, but it wasn't until the 1950s and 60s that color displaced black and white uh, for the movie-going experience, where full-length full feature films were really made in color. You know, And, and so artists like... 
the 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 movie makers had the option to go with black and white if they artistically they wanted to do that movies like Schindler's List made use of that but for the most part movies are now made in color and and not just that they're made in vibrant color and you have companies like Technicolor and ILM which I, Industrial Light Magic and Dolby and THX who have advanced the technology so that the movie going experience is so immersive it's so it's so rich when i think about what it means to thrive in christ an analogy that comes to my mind is this that we are born into a world that we experience like a black and white soundless movie now the world still has color and the, there's still things going around us but at us in our soul in the very depth of who we are that before we come to christ that life can have this flatness to it. And it's at that point where we would say yes to Jesus and commit our lives to him and surrender our lives to him, that our lives come alive, that that life and that color and that vibrancy comes to life. And maybe that was your experience when you came to Christ. I know it was for me. And that life in Christ, that to live in him is to experience a dimension of life that you cannot experience apart from him. You cannot experience the vitality and the depth and the wonder of life that God intends apart from being in Christ. And that's truly what it means to thrive in Christ. It's to experience the fullest life we can, the most vibrant life that we can as we live in him. John 10.10, 10, which is our anchor passage for our church, says this. These are the words of Jesus. He says this, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his only purpose, to steal, kill, and destroy, to, to take away the things that bring life, that bring vitality, that bring, bring vibrance. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and that you would have it to the full. That you would have life and have it to the full. I love the phrase that says that you weren't meant to just survive, that you were made to thrive. The song that, that goes along with that as well. You weren't meant just to make it through life, to just get by. But Christ's intent that you would have life in him and that you would have that life abundantly. You would have it to the fullest, that your life would indeed thrive. That's what Christ has for you. And we're going to talk about that over the next few weeks. We're going to cover some of the nuances that come along with that. Some of the things that Jesus intends for us, that he desires for us, that he has made way for us in order to thrive. And like I said, it's, we are Thrive Church. And our, our vision statement is this, that we help people thrive in Christ. That is our goal. That is, that is what we feel like God has called us to as a congregation, that we would help people thrive in Christ. So my hope and my prayer is over this, these next few weeks, as we explore this subject, that, that those places maybe in your life where you go, I'm, I'm definitely not thriving. If you would do kind of a, an analysis or an inspection of your own life, maybe there's areas as you go, I, I, I know I'm not thriving in this. I know that there's areas of my life that I would not characterize as thriving. And say, let's bring those things before the Lord. Let's invite Jesus to come in to, to undo the work of the enemy where he would want to steal, kill, and destroy. 
and allow the life, the full life, the abundant life that Jesus has to flow in our lives. So this morning's message is, is somewhat of an introduction, an introduction to the color, introduction to the sound that exists in life w- with Christ. So let's talk about what thriving looks like. What is what does thriving look like in the life of a person who said yes to following Jesus? I'm going to start with what it isn't. Thriving does not mean that your life is problem-free or easy, that it's smooth sailing. Thriving does not mean that, that, that when you come to Christ, that, that everything that, that is a challenge, everything that is a struggle is all, all automatically just undone and that you just sail through life. If you've walked with Jesus for any amount of time, you know this, that life still comes with challenges. There are still difficult days. There is still opposition. There are still highs and there are lows. And so it's not that Jesus comes in and just makes everything just easy. What, it, what he does is says, I will walk with you through the valleys and I will walk with you on the mountaintops, that I will be with you in the storm, that I will be with you in the fire. And so it's not that Jesus makes life easy. What he does is he says that I will give you the strength you need to endure, to be able to walk through every circumstance. The Apostle Paul, in writing to the Philippian church, says this in uh, chapter 4, verses 12 to 13 of Philippians. He says this, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do all this through Christ, through Jesus, who gives me strength. Whether I am in need or whether I am experiencing plenty, where there is abundance and overflow, that Paul says, I've learned the secret to being content. And you could insert the word thriving there. When there is peace in our lives, when there is contentment, we are truly thriving. Paul says this, I thrive because I know this, no matter the circumstance I can do all things, all of this. I can endure, endure all of this. I can celebrate the highs and, and walk through the lows because I know that Jesus gives me strength. So thriving isn't just easy, painless, uh, opposition-free life. That's not thriving. Thriving is this. Thriving is living a Christ-centered life in which I know that I am loved where I know that I am known by God, where I know that I am accepted, that I am forgiven, where I can embrace and receive my new identity in Christ. And we've talked about that over the last few weeks, that we are a new creation when we say yes to Jesus, when we surrender our lives to him, that we are a new creation. And when I receive that new identity and I walk in that newness of life, That is the point where thriving begins. Thriving is this. It's growing and maturing in him, not just remaining stagnant and settling for for where I am in my walk with the Lord right now, but saying I am committing myself to walking with him, to growing and maturing, allowing God to teach me and correct me, 
to bring about the change that needs to prune the things in my life that shouldn't be there, that don't belong, the things that weigh me down, the things that hold me back. The psalmist writes in Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The psalmist paints a vivid uh, image for us, a mental image for us of what thriving looks like. He says the person who, who says yes to Jesus to the ways of the Lord, who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the, the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. And that's interesting language. It's maybe language we're not used to. What he's saying is this, is that we don't allow wickedness to have a voice in our lives, that we don't practice the things that, that the sinful nature would want us to do, nor that we would be in a place where we would mock others that we would scoff, that we would mock those around us or even mock the Lord. But the person who thrives is one who delights in the law of the Lord, where God's priorities, where God, what God says is important, what God says is absolute, what is truth becomes the thing that we embrace and say, that is my priority. That is what is truth for me. That is what is absolute. And that I delight in his law and I meditate on his word day and night. And so the psalmist says this, that person, that person, that man, that woman, that child that would say yes to walking that way in Christ is like a tree. Is like a tree that's planted by water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. Those are, there's a three pictures right there. The, the tree that is planted by streams of water means that the, the roots for that tree will always have the water that it needs to grow. It implies as well that there are roots that keep that tree stable. They keep it connected to the ground. He also says that this tree yields fruit, that it is productive. We recently did a series on the fruit of the Spirit and how our lives, when we are in Christ, when we're walking in the ways of the Lord, will produce fruit, that we cannot manufacture the fruit, but that the fruit is the result of us being rooted in Christ and being established and meditating on His law and committing ourselves to growing and maturing in Him. And it becomes the evidence of a life that is firmly hidden and rooted in Christ. And so the life that is like this tree that is planted by a stream will produce fruit in the appropriate seasons, the right fruit at the right time. And then he says that its leaf does not wither. And here's the picture is trees wither and leaves wither, not, not just because it's hot, but because they don't have the water that they need. Here at the church office, I have out front a, uh, a a pot that has a big old succulent plant in it, and it's amazing to be able to watch uh, as the weather gets hot. This plant that's designed to live in desert atmospheres it stores up this the the the, the water that it needs in those leaves, and they they fill out and they become become plump and and full. 
But it's amazing to watch if I if I'm here for a few weeks and I forget to water that plant over the course of weeks, especially during the summer, that those leaves will start to, to weather. They will start to to absorb the water that is stored uh, and and survive off of it. And what what will end up happening is I'll put water in that, that potted plant. And over the next few days, it's amazing to watch as those leaves fill out again, as those little, uh, those little branches become full as they absorb that water. There's something about our lives when we're rooted in Christ, when our, our, our roots are attached to and, and, and connected to the stream of living waters that flows from Jesus, that even if there's not rain and even if there is adverse conditions where the sun is beating down, where things are coming against us, where life is difficult, the amazing picture that the psalmist paints here is this, that your leaves will not weather whether you will be able to stand in the midst of adversity, in the midst of difficulty. It's a beautiful picture, and it's an appropriate picture for us. And then the psalmist says this, in all he does, he prospers. That's thriving. In everything you do, that you would prosper, that you would experience the blessing of God in your life. Thriving is this, it's to have peace in all circumstances, no matter what's going on in my life, that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, as the word says, would guard my heart, that I would have peace, that I would be able to stand strong, that you would be able to stand strong in the midst of trials and storms and adversity, that you would see the hand of God that sustains you through all of it, that you would look back on your life and see all of the places where God has moved, where God has upheld you, where he has moved on your behalf. To know that peace, to have that peace that God is in control, that he sees and he knows what's going on and that he is fully in control. To thrive is this. It's to have meaning and purpose to life. To have meaning and purpose. It's walking in God's call for your life. It's walking in the call that God has for every single one of us, for every person that is born, that God says, I know the plans I have for you. As Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you. I know that there are things I have in store for your life. I've, I've made those plans. I've laid those plans before you were even knit together in your mother's womb. To walk in that purpose, to realize not just coming to know Jesus, but then walking in the fullness of the plan that he has for you. That is thriving. And believe me, you might be sitting there. I sense that maybe some people are going, well, that's not me. God, God doesn't have that plan or I've made too many mistakes or that ship has sailed. I just, I'm just trying to get through. Can I tell you right now, God's desire, desire and design for you is not just to survive that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And it is a perfect plan. It is a wonderful plan. It is a God-ordained plan. And that he's calling you to thrive, to walk in those things. You were born for a reason. That you are on this earth for a reason. And to discover that reason, to walk in that as you grow, as you mature, as you receive that new identity, as God brings healing and strength into your life, that is what it means to thrive. Thriving is this. It's being empowered by the Spirit of God. 
allowing God's spirit to fill you and empower you so that in all things, in all circumstances, in all situations, that you would have discernment, that you have, would have faith, that you would have strength to be salt and light, to share the love of Jesus everywhere you go, to be the reflection of Jesus as you have been conformed to his image, that your life would reflect and radiate his glory everywhere you go so that people would be blessed and that the world would be transformed and changed as he moves in and through you. Church, that's what it means to thrive. And can I tell you, that is not just for a select few. That's not just for a handful of people. That is God's design and his desire for everyone who would call on his name. Everyone who would say yes to Jesus and walk with him. That's God's design and his desire for you. So my point simply today is this. You were made to thrive. You were made to thrive. That you were not designed to live life in black and white without sound. That you were designed, that you were created, that you were fashioned by your heavenly father to experience in your soul, in your body, in your emotions, in your intellect, the vibrance and the vitality that comes from walking with Jesus, from knowing him. I want to invite you to consider what, it would, what would it look like in your life for you to thrive. If you're watching with a group today, would you take some time when we're done with the message today? Would you talk about what that means? Maybe God's stirring some things in your heart today. Maybe there's some dreams that have laid dormant for a while. Maybe there's some things that you've just resigned yourself to say, you know what, that's just the way it is. Maybe there's some struggles that you're walking through right now and you need the peace of God and the strength of God to sustain you just as it does, did with Paul. Would you connect and talk about those things? Maybe even share some of those things in the chat. By the way, we have people waiting to pray with you. If you'd like to pray with someone today, click that prayer button or send us an email. We would love the opportunity to pray. Church, you were made to thrive. You were made to thrive in Christ. Would you ask him, would you invite him afresh anew to come, to unlock those places. Jesus says that the enemy came only to steal, kill, and destroy. It's all he knows to do. And he is actively seeking. He's active, actively pursuing that, that end, that goal. But Jesus, Jesus is standing in that place to say, no, no, no. I have you. I see you. I know you. You are mine. You have a new identity. I've called you to thrive. Let's thrive in Christ. So Jesus, we thank you that in you we can thrive. In you we have the fullness of life that we don't just get by, but we experience all of who you are and all that you have for us in every aspect of our lives, our calling, uh, our vocation, our relationships, our family, in all of it, Jesus, that you are present, that you are working, giving us strength to sustain us, to walk out the lives that you've called us to walk and live. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want to encourage you to join us next time as we continue this conversation. We're going to keep looking at what it means to be made to thrive. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.